0: Well, here we are, just a bunch of 30-year-olds. Look, turning 30 is not that big a deal. Oh, really? Is that how you felt when you turned 30? My
1: God, why? I want to be 30. 30 and flirty
0: and thriving.
2: Oh, my God. The, having a baby at 37 was so much harder.
0: 30 years old? Jesus Christ, I'm going to get this geriatric some and Why does everyone make such a big
2: fuss about turning 30? This is 30 is when I feel like my life started making sense. I definitely know more now that I'm 38. Here are some things that I've learned in my 30s. Hello! It's Christy Hayes here. Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, my brand new podcast alongside my gorgeous new husband, Justin Coombs-Pierce. Hey, Hubs. Hello there. Hi, Darlene. This is a series for you all about what we learned. For me? About, well, not for you specifically, but I do think you're a great addition because you made a lot of mistakes in your 20s. <laughs>
3: Still making them.
2: <laughs> Excluding me. And this show is all about giving you advice and hearing about other people's journeys, stories, everything we learned in our 20s and our 30s and hopefully everything that we can keep. I'm
3: very excited about today's guest.
2: I know you are, and I know for a fact that you used to have, and probably still do, had a crush on today's guest. I oh
3: know, we're springing that on in an now. She was <laughs> today's guest was my teenage crush,
2: a big crush. Oh, I mean. No. I heard about this beautiful woman long before Justin and I were even a couple. She grew up on Australian television as Sophie Simpson on Home and Away. She's currently on Neighbours now. She's an absolute superstar. She's been around in Australia for a very long time. Please welcome to Talk 30 to Me, Rebecca elmer blue hey,
1: Hi.
2: Hi. I'm
4: blushing here. So am I. That, that's so embarrassing.
3: No, it's not. I love
4: it. I love it. Of course
2: he did. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, who, my didn't, who didn't who from did 90 it?
3: to who 93? Didn't. Seriously.
2: Beck, I've still got a crush on you. <laughs> You're amazing. Oh, I remember. Seriously, when you know, Beck and I were on home and away at the same time, and Beck came back to do a long, you know, to do a stint. And, and yeah. I remember saying to my, my friends at the time, Oh my God, she is so pretty, and she's such a good actress, and she's so cool, and she was so nice, and nothing has changed. Oh,
4: thank you. And you were working with my little brother too at the time. That's Sebastian. right. So,
2: on yeah, that's right. Sebastian yeah. he played my cousin. I think his character name was um, Max from memory. Yeah, uh, that's so it's right. Cool yeah, world here in Australia, it- isn't it? You no? It is,
4: it is. But like, I'm very excited to talk to you guys. And firstly, I want to congratulate you on your uh, little, uh, well, your cheeky little elopement. Was it an
1: elopement?
3: Oh, thank it you. It was an
2: but <laughs> very you. stylish elopement, I must say. Thank Gorgeous. You. Well, we we had nothing to do with the planning, thank God, because both Justin and I are pretty disorganized. Um, but you yeah, know, we eloped. It's pretty.
3: It's, it's a sad fact when you've got to get a wedding planner when you have yeah. no guests. <laughs>
2: Secretly, he was ecstatic that we eloped because we saved a lot of money. And, you know, with COVID and everything. We just thought you know what we can't we can't Absolutely. guarantee what's going to happen here so let's just get away and get married and you know hopefully we stay married <laughs> that's <Yeah>. right and <laughs> well, and the look, podcast is screwed yeah that's right <laughs> that's or right. could be better <laughs> oh well yeah either um that's but look right. just
4: do what i did and i know you did you know sell it to the mags yeah <laughs> i've been selling myself nothing for a sacred long time. Nothing sacred Well, you just
3: celebrated your your twelfth wedding anniversary, haven't you?
4: Yes, yes, it was twelve. Was it? it oh god. No, no it, up, thir- it oh. no, it was my it was our thirteenth. Oh, okay. Oh, look, one of the god, that's terrible. Gosh, Um we celebrate. we check yesterday. with hubby? No, where is he? Gosh, Um no. Look, we are we're in lockdown down here in Melbourne at the moment, as as you probably as you know.
3: So it's so, really only a year, but it just seems like twelve yeah. years. <laughs>
4: so we um we weren't able to sort of celebrate properly but um luckily my husband took me away for a little what do you call it a staycay weekend uh two weeks ago at a beautiful hotel in Melbourne so that was lovely and we celebrated that weekend but yeah yesterday we just cooked sausage and lentil curry for dinner and there you go that was our wedding and anniversary he's actually walking past us now he's darling we've been married 12 or 13 years 12 or 13 years Oh, he doesn't
3: even know himself. <laughs> he's, he's going to the filing cabinet to grab the wedding <gasps> certificate. He's just going to go and yeah, check. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But at least that sign, it's a sign you're happy. I mean, time flies when you're having oh, fun, right? That's right. And, Beck, I've spoken openly about this on, on our show, Talk 30 to Me, because I've had two failed marriages before my husband. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly didn't have any milestones like 12 years or anything like that. And, yeah. and am I, so you would have been married uh, in your 20s. Am I correct? Or were you in your early 30s when you married, Kai, or mid-30s? Well, I, I, Kane, um, we, okay, so um, Kaiser, Kai's the son,
4: Kaiser, the son. Kai's Kai's That's King. right. Everyone makes a mistake. We got married. We met when, um, we were 32. We're actually the same age. I'm six months older than him.
3: Ooh, <laughs> a younger man.
1: I,
4: I, I know. Right. <laughs>
1: Hello,
4: sailor. Um, so, um, Actually, I'm the child. He's, he's far more mature than I am. But um, yeah, we met when we were 32 and we got married when we um, were oh, 35. Oh, look, I'm hopeless. This is terrible. 35. I think we got married when it was 35. I would have thought the
3: questions we are going to ask you and later would have kid. been more difficult so was- than uh, <laughs> how long have you been married and when did you get married? I mean, we're just scratching the surface here, honey. Hey, there was a kid thrown in
4: there
1: somewhere around that
4: time.
2: I can't even remember. Of I
3: was
1: course.
2: asking his, his date of birth the other day no, and yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> but the, you know what? The thing is, Becky, with you, when it comes to you, like we are really talking some great milestones. I mean, you were young when you were cast on Home Away. How old
3: were you when you started yeah. on
2: Home Away? Um, I was about 15. And, and, uh, I was just was trying to, I'm just
3: trying to work out how much trouble that would get me. <laughs>
4: Oh, that's right. You had a question. Oh. I don't think I'm
3: that much older. I'd be close. How, how old are you? 47.
4: So am I. For both yeah, well, so there we go. No,
3: yeah, there's no, yeah, nothing untoward. I mean, just then. That's
2: an fine. Innocent. Yeah. Teenage
3: yeah. class. Yeah, innocent. It was. Innocent thank you. yeah. Teenage
2: crush. That's, that's right. Good to hear because I'm like 14 years younger than he is. I know. <laughs> Which I'm not a fan of, but he loves as well.
3: See, this is the thing. You start with one home and away star, you fail. <laughs> you move on, you find another one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but I was going to uh, uh, say to you, when you asked me to do this podcast, you know, you
2: are aware that I'm actually in my late 40s. Yeah, um, that's all right. So,
3: people keep reminding yeah. me of that too. It's fine. Oh, yeah. but
2: that makes it even better because, you know, you have so much life experience. So, you grew up on television, back, and yeah. you were only 15 what was that yeah. like for instance like i not to talk about when i was on home no way but i was on home no way when I, I think i was 14 or 13 when i started and how lucky are we that when we were kids doing home no way things like instagram and facebook and all that crap wasn't oh, around i yeah. feel so fucking relieved that social media wasn't around some people have said to me absolutely that i was on home no at the wrong time because it, you, you know you didn't no. build up three million followers but how, do you feel grateful that uh, we i just got a bit yeah of and
4: i, I yeah, absolutely, and I just feel like that—that's what it's really all about for the younger kids, you know. And also the things that—not that, that we got away with anything, but geez, you know. I mean, the freedom and that we had there, and there was not there was no pressure like there is today. I think with the kids, you know, with their socials and their, you know, all their platforms and what have you. You know, I feel so relieved because I look. Besides. Besides the fact that I probably would have got myself into trouble, but um, <laughs> I just I, I just felt like there was there wasn't so much pressure to you know have a certain amount of followers. Like, you know, there was none of that. We had none of that. So it's definitely very interesting coming back um, into neighbours at this age now and seeing that in the younger kids, and they get so tied up in that, and it, it's a worry. It is a real worry. And look, hey, you know, do you think um, it
3: detracts? Does it detract from the work?
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we, we sometimes have kids on the show and they're too busy taking selfies than focusing on what they're doing. You, you know, uh, it really is quite incredible how, and, and but by saying that, the kids in our show are amazing and they're all very talented and they're all great and, the, the, you know, they're all very ambitious and they all have, you know, a goal and and that's what they're doing and how they're doing it how they want to. And But it is very interesting getting a second chance in this industry like I have and being the senior cast member. Like I'm actually one of the oldies (laughs) now. You know what I mean? Like I'm actually... Well, I am, I am, I am
3: Stefan right. is a lot older than you, though, isn't he? he,
4: he yes, he, he wouldn't like me saying this, but you know, he, is, he is quite <laughs> I think old people well. know
3: because he's um, been around yeah. since the dawn of time, so... I
4: know, I know. <laughs> and he's, you know, we all kind of like just plod along, you know, sort of doing our jobs and and, uh, and loving it at the same time, but it is really interesting seeing you know the the younger cast you know and look I feel sorry for a lot of the 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 cast that have started during this COVID time because you know they've worked so hard to get this big break and you know this is a time where they should be going to openings and and going getting invites to this and that and you know getting all this amazing publicity in and and it's just not happened so I I do feel a little bit for the for the kids that have worked really hard and They've finally got this big break and yeah. and and there's nothing. Whereas for me, they'll I'm be right back. You
3: know, they'll be all right. I'm sure they'll be. Don't fine. worry about them. They'll be, sure they'll be fine. Hey, can I ask you then quickly? could we touch on the on the COVID thing? Neighbours yeah. itself was definitely a pioneer, not only in Australia but worldwide in continuing filming through COVID times yeah. and yeah. and really yeah. adapting. So, talk us. Yeah. Can you talk us through exactly what measures were put in place? Because I mean, it's fantastic that people actually stayed employed in that particular, well, this particular industry, for instance, when uh, everyone was just getting shut down left, right and centre.
4: Yeah. Well, look, it was. And it was when COVID sort of started happening, we were all kind of a bit like, ah, this will just blow over. And then sort of shit started hitting the fan and we realised this was actually quite a serious situation. And basically it was when they started shutting down all the essential workplaces, and that's where we sort of started to panic and go, right, okay, how can we call ourselves an essential workplace and keep running? Because the problem with a show like Neighbours is we didn't have any anything in the bank, so we had no episodes up mm. our sleeve. If we did close down for a certain amount of time, there was a massive chance that it, we wouldn't get back up. So wow. um, our producers basically went, okay, we need to do a two-week We had a one-week holiday coming up anyway and then another week for them to sit down and come up with like a working module on how we could keep the show operating and working. And it was incredible how they did it. Nat Lynch, one of our producers, basically, she actually had to go on. She was nine months pregnant when she, eight months pregnant when she did this and she's an absolute gun. But she sat down and nutted out this incredible plan Of course, with the help of, you know, our production manager and the team and Fremantle on how we could do it. And it was just incredible. And, look, I have to say, and we were, yes, we were the only production, you know, that was working throughout the whole of COVID last year uh, for quite some time, not all of it. But, you know, I have to say it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun and it was scary and it was stressful and the changes were outright, like just huge. We basically split the show in, in half. And we had team A and team B. So we literally split the cast up, the storylines up, crew, production. We split the whole building up literally. So in case one person or on one of the teams did come down with it or had, you know, that only take half, contact.
3: That only take half the people exa-
4: out. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. It would only take wow. half the show out. So we could, we could keep going with the other half. And even to the point of they gave us a costume. You know that two weeks that we closed down, they gave us costumes to take home, so we could almost even shoot it by Zoom. You know what I mean? Like that's how crazy it got. Um, luckily, we didn't have to do that because I'm not so great in my hair. So <laughs> I, uh, you know. But um, jokes aside, it was it was really intense, and we pushed through, and it was incredible. And you know, apparently, there were producers. I mean, we we're in the New York Times. Apparently, there were producers all over the world from CIA, you know, the NCIA shows, yeah. you know, films all over the world, like banging down the doors of our producers saying, how did you do this? How did you do this? And um, so it was incredible, but it was hard. It was hard. It was, it, you know, and and just you know, like me getting up five in the morning, having to drive with permits and making sure that we were home by nine and whilst everyone was else was in lockdown, it was just, yeah, it was a weird it's, it's been weird, and now we're in lockdown
3: again. I so, guess, it, you know, and you, you touched on something there that I think most people, including myself, would have never have taken into consideration, and that is had you shut down, there's a good chance you would have never got back up again. That's and exactly I mean, that's it. A sca- that's a scary thought, and when you think yeah. of it, I guess that's true, isn't it? You can't sit down halfway through a marathon and expect to to finish it. No. So
1: no.
3: Um, yeah, that, and, that, um, that is a really yeah. scary thought.
1: Yeah,
4: we just had no episodes and just the resources. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we're very lucky. We're very lucky. Did you
3: have to the social distancing thing on set? How did that work?
4: No. Oh. Yeah. See, all of that. I mean, so we get we still get COVID tested every Monday. We, you know, to get We've got a nurse that greets us at the security, security gate, pretty much, and temperature checks mm-hmm. us and does all that. We have to wear these um, things around our neck, these lanyard type things called contact heralds. So they're basically this. You don't go beeping crazily, which we all thought at first that would happen <laughs> if you went near somebody. Um, but yeah. it was just basically just monitors if you've been standing near somebody for more than you know. Uh, i don't know 60 seconds or three minutes or something then it just picks up all, all your information of your movements and um, so yeah and, and we have to wear masks obviously on on set no one could touch you so we ha- were basically doing our own makeup and you know like it was just crazy 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 times
3: sorry i just want to say that I, I would have preferred that situation when christy did her stint on neighbors because that way she wouldn't have had to kiss the bachelor uh, every episode
4: in, <laughs> in robots yes
3: yes yeah,
2: that's right because that was right. fun to watch. <laughs> 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 Come on, you wish it lasted longer, okay? I'm sure you'd be happy to see me still in neighbours. Lesbian. Happy, happy to see Tim words. with a shirt on.
3: <laughs> but,
2: Beck, <Beth, laughs> just, just listening to you then and and rehearing, I guess, maybe not a trauma, but you saying the words scary and stressful. I mean, and that's, as yeah. you said in, in your own words before, going back as, and I don't believe that you're a senior member, don't worry, but you going back into television as an older, I mean, Imagine like the kids, um, you know, yeah. the, the younger kids, how how daunting that would have been. But mm. I know, um, you know, you've spoken about this before that even when you were b- back in home and away, you know, you had anxiety with, with dealing yeah. with situations like, mm. and even mm. I guess th- throughout 20s and 30s and now even, you know, in, in 40s and things like that, it's obviously still something that you have to have yeah. tools to, to work through. Yeah.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And So I started getting anxiety, terrible anxiety when I was 15. So, you know, when I was in the middle of doing Home and Away and I've been battling it all my life. And it's sort of only now in sort of 10, what, 5, 10 years that I actually talk very openly about it because it was always such a such a no-no. You know, mm. I, I remember... Well, can
3: I, can I say, Beck, like, I'm exactly the same as you, but it's only really been mm. the past 12 months that I've actually started speaking openly about it. Oh, right, mm.
4: yeah. And, yeah, and also back in, in my 20s and, and even back then, even the, the medical boards, you know, mental health was so not up in their priority, you know, lists. It was just not talked about. And also, it's not something that you do feel comfortable most of the time mm. talking about it. But now, I think that I feel so happy that I can talk about it openly in public, so that I can help other people. You know, and mm. that's and that's the the great thing about our job. But I tell you what, in my early twenties, I, I recall a family friend or. or I think yeah it was a family friend saying you know you must never talk about your your anxiety your panic attacks you know you'll stop getting work you won't get work and and there was a time where I didn't get work because I actually said no to a lot of jobs I said a lot I said no to all theater so that wiped out that whole in mm. fact I still say no to theater well, I'm, not, I'm far more comfortable yeah. in front of the camera yeah. <laughs> but that's because I'm, I was always terrified <laughs> that I was going to have a, a panic attack on stage um, but do you know what I mean? Like it was like, uh, yeah. don't say anything, don't talk about it. You know, they won't hire you, they won't give you work, and blah blah blah. And and now looking back in hindsight, that just stopped me. That person saying that just stopped me from from so many opportunities. Um, yeah, which is a real shame. But now you know, I'm very open about talking about it. And, you know, I'm on a very low dose medication, which I have been for about 10 years, actually. When I first got Neighbours, that's when I started taking it because my GP, who's known me since I was a kid, uh, you know, I was really scared about moving to Melbourne and taking this new job. And he said, look, I think it's finally time, you know, you go on, on, on a very low dose of, of medication. I thought, oh, okay. And I, I'm i still on it only because I tried to wean myself off at once and it made me feel so sick and Shit! Uh, that I just
1: ended up going back on, on it. it. Been there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember saying yeah. that
3: to my doctor once, saying, "Oh, you know, I tried to get up." He goes, "Why?" He goes, "If it ain't broke, don't yeah. fix it." He Absolutely. goes, "If it's if it's that's working, just, all, just keep taking it."
4: That's exactly they they all say it. They all say it. Just, just stay on it. What's the problem? So yeah. um But you know, and but my anxiety has always been a very physical anxiety too, like. Hypochondriac, like dying all the time. I've got 10 cancers
2: going on all the time. Oh my god, you, um, you guys, seriously, it's... you should have got to get oh, I know. 15, <laughs> 20 years ago. My husband is a hypochondriac, too, Beck. Seriously, uh, he's that guy, there's yes. nothing wrong with him, but he's always sick. I just went
3: to the pharmacist, and when I handed my prescriptions over, I said, Just give us everything in the back. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> and thank yes, God, yes. thank God that he does this because I don't want him oh. to try it without support, you know. And like you talked about no. before, which would have brought me to, you know, wondering some bad advice that you would have got in your 20s anyway which I'm so glad you ignored and you t- spoke about how um you know people said don't be open about your struggles with anxiety I mean mm. what a fucking lot of bullshit. the same yeah, thing yeah. is that might have mm. actually been true not that you should have been told that but back even 10 years ago mm. I remember I once mm. said I think it was to someone in the entertainment industry oh I'm Phil nerd because castings when women or men go to castings mm. you know when you're auditioning stuff you get anxiety and I was told mm. to not talk about it because it might affect getting the part I mean,
3: how fucking would but you, you also do just But yeah. you also just assume that it would too at that point.
2: You know, I think we're coming mm, a long way mm. with this conversation, as we should, but
4: really and then not. somebody else once told me um, the reason, you know, because I, I, in my 20s I, I didn't get a lot of work, you know, and I think in Australia we all get pigeonholed. You know, I did quite a few things after Home and Away. Of course. But then there was, there was a time where it did die down and, you know, for a while there it was because I was kind of too old to play a teenage girl but not sort of mature, not not old enough, and not that leading lady sort of, you know, hot leading lady cop kind of, or detective or doctor kind. Of, you know what I mean? I wasn't quite sort of old enough to sort of look, you know, that I'd older. Yeah, for those. sure.
3: I would have cast so, you.
4: Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, thanks, Doug. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. So would I, um, <laughs> but I, I, um, I, I, and I remember going through a, quite a, a while where I wasn't getting any work, and I remember another person saying. You know, well, maybe you shouldn't have talked about you know your anxiety and your mental health problems because maybe that stopped you from getting work. And I, I just that just stayed with me for years and and I remember, oh gosh and on my wikipedia it says that i have ocd which i don't actually i might have a mild form of it but, but um <laughs> but i remember just being mortified and going i need to take i need somebody to take that off my wikipedia because i remember my first press day when i first started on neighbors a journal asked me about my anxiety or my ocd or whatever you know he said and and i just remember shutting down and just going you know, and this was only nine years ago. Shutting down, going, oh my god, oh my god. You know, you know. And I remember going to the pharmacist, going, I need to take down the fact that I've got OCD, which I don't. I've got anxiety, panic disorder, generalized panic disorder. But you know, Ew. and now it's Did, so did
3: like, I ask? Oh, did you then whatever. go and flick the on and off switch of the lights just constantly?
4: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> go and wash I your hands eight mild, times. Mild OCD. <laughs> my husband's. The same we all way. do, and you know what? We all you know do what? Do
3: it, it does we actually. Together. I think anxiety is a form of ocd anyway I, like I, I mean i'm exactly mm. the same i'm not uh, obsessive compulsive but i definitely have ocd traits there is no yeah, doubt about it
4: yeah oh definitely yeah yeah oh i'm and saying definitely is- i don't know that you do i'm just saying well yes, no, definitely Beck, I can, there are traits
2: definitely <laughs> No, you can see that in now just, just talking to him he definitely does
1: yeah
2: We like to sort of get down to, like, some stuff in your 20s and ask five sort of specific questions. What's something that you know now that you wish you knew in your 20s?
4: Uh, That everything would be okay, you know, Mm. and that, you know, no matter what happens, things will be okay. And, you know, the best advice I think my mum ever told me was, don't worry until there's something to worry about, and I really – you know, I've always, which is part of anxiety, going back to anxiety again, is just something, you know, just worrying all the time before there's anything to worry about. And I still catch myself doing it, mm-hmm. but at least now I have the tools to put it in place and go, okay, well, that's actually hasn't happened and, and stop worrying about that. Whereas I wish I'd known that. And I wish, I wish I'd wish i known that, yeah, everything would be okay. You know, everything turns out for a reason. But when you're in your 20s, you're so no. caught up in in your own shit and, and and mm. you know, f- finding, you know, that partner or I don't know. But the 20s were a bit of a blur for me. I wasn't particularly happy in my 20s, I don't think. I guess, you know, career-wise, as I said before, it was pretty quiet in and out of these sort of quite long-term-ish relationships. Yeah, I don't know. It was a weird, mm. a weird time and it wasn't until I kind of hit my 30s. You sort of settle into your own skin, I think. A little hmm. bit more and you to- don't take things as seriously and you know finding <laughs> i think your partner really helps and yeah the 30s really changed for me whereas the 20s were just yeah i wasn't I wasn't overly happy i think it was kind of a, think- bit of a lonely time maybe
3: i
1: don't know for sure yeah. i mean you,
3: you, you hit fame and success really early yeah, I mean, and, and, well, I had and a very so, unique, so,
4: extraordinary childhood.
3: So so it, it would always be different, you know, for, for you compared to most people going into your 20s, being in the situation mm. you were in. Did that play a part in in sort of the unhappiness, oh, I guess?
4: Yeah, look, maybe. I mean, I've never sort of really sort of thought about it or talked about it, but I just remember at the time going, God, I can't wait for the 20s to end. <laughs> Which is weird. I don't know. No, but yeah, I, I think maybe because I, you know, I've been working in the in an adult industry since I was eight years old, and working in these environments that were very unique within themselves. And um, I don't know. they just waiting to to become an adult. I think the twenties. You know what I mean. You're still yeah. kind of yeah
2: yeah. yeah you're not you're a, kid, a kid, but you're not an adult. You think yeah. you know everything but you don't. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna say that's how, that's how I felt too um you know you started home away when you were young i did too and i know what it's like to grow up in an adult environment like you said so then you get to your 20s and you think that you are an adult and you're so excited to have this liberation of being able to make your own decisions because you get given all this freedom when you're a teenager on television but you still have to sort of play by the rules and i fucking Mm. hated my 20s i was really you know i got married a few times to the wrong person and i had anxiety as well (laughs) and i just felt like i was that was only because you
3: turned up to the wrong venue
2: (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't sound like (laughs) me. But you know what I found? She's hopeless. Yeah, no, I'm not great with time or destinations or whatever, but, you know, that's that's fine. Um, but where I did sort of feel like I lost a bit of uh, the anxiety, and I don't know if this was the same sort of scenario with you, Beck, was actually when I became a mother. And most people, it goes the other way. You you worries get heightened and all that sort of stuff. But mm, I think one's mm. getting out of my own head and worrying about my own day, specifically about me. Yeah. okay, I'm yeah. in survival mode here and I have to get up and change nappies. And it's not, you know... No, it's, well, your worry yeah. shifts.
3: It moves from yourself onto someone more important your child.
2: Definitely. And yeah, uh, yeah and, and that's yeah. what happened. And I find as a woman, a lot of people, there's this stigma. Oh, you know, when you have a baby, you can't have a career. When you have a baby, you can't have a career. But I actually found in my 30s was when I started to re-get my career back. I had a lull period in my 20s as well that you'd spoken about too. When yeah. I found in my 30s, things started to happen. I sort of stopped giving yeah. a fuck so much about work. Yeah, and then and yeah. Murphy's Law kicked in and work came to me you know and and yeah. maybe that's the thing that we as women just once we take I'm not sure what happened but it certainly was a liberating thing and do you reckon that was a bit of a thing yeah yeah
4: look yes and no um there's a there's a part of me that kind of feels like having my son actually made my anxiety worse and I, I guess that of course, was an immediate yeah. thing mm-hmm. um you know mm-hmm. just being a new mother and thinking you know I was always you know I've I, I worked in childcare all my life, to acting gigs. I've um godmothers to all my friends' kids. I'm an aunt, you know, motherfucking mm-hmm. earth. Here I am <laughs> ready to be the best mother ever. And yeah. I've got this newborn thing. It's just, I mean, my birth was fucking horrendous. But, it? And then I, oh yeah, it was horrific. Horrific. Everything, everything that could have gone wrong, all your worst fears, you, you, a catheter, shat myself. And split, you know, my, yep. you know, it was just revolting. Like everything. Was, oh, it's you know, he hell. Stuck behind my, hell. It was revolting. Where the, you know, and it's funny because my mum was there and I remember like roaring like a lion wanting to rip the face off, you know, and I remember being at my little brother's birth. My mum gave birth to five kids and, and uh, she, she, she said it was like having an orgasm giving birth. And, you know, I was there for my youngest brother's birth and she didn't even make a sound and he just came out. It was so weird. It's um not so, no. no. <laughs> Dad's doing something <laughs> <on there.
3: laughs> yeah. um, whereas, no, no, This is not, nothing against your mother, but does she actually know what an orgasm is? Because
1: <laughs> he did back then,
3: you
1: know, So I don't know. I
4: don't know. Um, oh, no. but, um, but I got terrible anxiety, you know, even in the hospital. And he got jaundiced and then... I wasn't sleeping, so my my blood pressure went through the roof. So he was allowed out. I, I had to stay in hospital because mm. my blood pressure was so high. So, yeah, so, I you know, yes and no. And it wasn't until he was about two or three where I went, you know what? And I was quite happy living in Byron with my husband. And we travelled, and you know, and then we had Kai. And then when Kai was about two, about two years old or three years old, I went, God, my life is absolutely perfect. And I was about 36, 37, and I went, the only thing is missing, the one thing that's missing is my career, and I'm ready. I'm ready for it. So it didn't, like yourself, just, you know, not don't give a fuck, it's all going to come to me. I had to work really, really, really hard. You know, I had to find a new agent and that was a nightmare, you know, even. Oh, it's
2: so hard at the best of times, isn't it? Like, oh,
4: it's ho- you know, getting- people think, oh, you've got a name. It should be so easy for you. It was like, uh, uh-uh, no, not at all. Yeah. I finally was accepted into this incredible agent. I was turned down so many times. But then I, you know, found this incredible agent and they're amazing. And it was just, and I, you know, had to lose weight because my first audition, I was told by the casting agent that you know I was too overweight, and if I wanted to get back in the industry, I should lose weight. So I had oh, to go what? to boot camp. So I had to work really, really, really hard, and I did every workshop that I could possibly do to you know get my skills back up, and and you know, so it was it was very difficult getting you know breaking back in. But um, now does like it,
3: it, d- distinct, it does it feel good that you actually had to work? for it this time round. Well not did you uh, work for it first time round, but but a yeah. lot more appreciation for it.
4: Oh my God, absolutely. I mean, and this is the thing is that, you know, and going back to with all jokes aside, that I'm a senior cast member. Yeah, I am a senior cast member because I look at all the kids and, and I and I see how I was in them, you know.
1: Yeah.
4: And you know, I, I get very fond of them, especially the ones that play my. You know, I mean, I got this job when I was thirty-eight, and I had three growing teenage kids. Now I'm a grandmother twice over. It's ridiculous. It's it's <laughs> well, <why not>? actually. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. I've got two grandchildren on the show. It's revolting. But I do yeah. get very fond of the uh, of the kids, and I. You know, I, I'm certainly not a mentor, but I certainly like to sort of you know make sure that they're going in the right direction. And I have to say, the kids nowadays, you know, it's it's the, it's us always the party and naughty. The kids nowadays, Oh,
2: I tell you, I
4: tell you, it's the kids. They're they're all like go to the gym. I mean, it was it wasn't like yeah. that back in my day. We were yeah. partying. We'd go straight to work from being out. Whereas the kids nowadays, they all drink. You know, green juice. I mean, we all green. You know, but they're all oh, juice cleansers, and You know, oh, I went out partying that! They, <laughs> started, they all started passing out on me. I'm going. This is
1: ridiculous.
4: So you know, um, they are. You know, the kids nowadays are very different to how we were back in our day. But I do like to give them advice sometimes, and and it's funny. And I said to one of one of the kids the other day, because I think maybe know. I was talking about it and I was t- actually I was talking about one of the questions that you're gonna ask me. And I don't know if it is one of the questions, but you know what advice would no, yeah, what, what advice would you give what you asked me just before? Mm. And uh I just said to her don't don't rush to grow up, you know what I mean? Because I just yeah. feel like they're they're just in such a hurry to become adults and, and do this and that, and, and I was just like, just don't no rush, you know, being an adult, there's just so much responsibility and there's just you know, enjoy your freedom, enjoy your, your childhood, enjoy being in your early 20s because it just goes so quickly, doesn't it? You know, oh, it's absolutely. Crazy.
3: And then you realise, and you can tell people that to you blue in the face, not to grow up, not to grow up. But they think they're growing up in their 20s and then they get to 30 and they realise, oh, fuck, I wasn't. Yeah. Like, I just yeah. wasn't. Like, I, I, I was still a kid. Like, I've just got no idea. Like, we're in our 40s yeah. and I'm, I'm I'm almost grown up. I'm getting. Yeah. I'm getting there.
4: That's a stretch. Uh, my my husband oh, well, okay. is than I do.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: my son. Right, lectures, so he- my husband and I.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so when you were young, then obviously you started in the industry very young. But who did you think you were going to be in your twenties before you were twenty? Obviously, who did you? How did you picture yourself in your twenties? I don't
4: know. I guess you know somebody who was fulfilled, you know, just and happy and and um you know, working, you know, you think, you know, when you're a child actor, you think you're going to be, it's all going to fall in your lap like it did when I was a kid. I mean, I rarely yeah. went for an audition that I didn't get, you yeah. know, mm. like rarely did did I not get it. Uh, and you kind of think that that's just going to keep sort of happening as you sort of go into your 20s. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I expected to be
2: the, well, Motherfucking earth, <laughs> <laughs> but it does give you a false sense of security. Hey, Beck? like you said, you kept getting everything when you were a kid, and you go towards yeah. your twenties, and you, oh, think you just is you just automatically think that that's going to keep happening of
4: course mm. you know australia's darling and yeah. it's funny because you know i remember um being in london and um because i used to sort of go over there every year to do pantos and and i remember staying on for quite a few months and thinking oh look maybe i'll stay here and get an agent and um my cousin my my, my grandmother's cousin's judy dench i know so,
3: yeah we're gonna to touch to on that. that we're getting there oh,
2: she's okay. your, i mean dang, she... judy dench is your cousin yeah. isn't she that's incredible yeah. well, she's my, heard she's yeah. a good cook Good yeah. spaghetti bolognese, your little bro said. Ah. Seb said that she cooks. Can't
3: she get bolognese. you an agent? Like, what, 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 what?
2: <laughs> well, she could it, be your agent. Judy did. Judy did, um, She
4: did line me up with her her agent, and I think he would have taken me off. I can't. I can't really remember the details, but I remember going having a meeting with him, and and then I think I got homesick, and I think I just kind of went, no, I want to go back to Australia. I want to go back home instead of sort of starting afresh, you know, career-wise. Not that it would have been starting afresh, but starting afresh mm. in a new country. And I was like, no, I'll, I'll go back to Australia where I know I'm wanted, where I know that I'm loved and appreciated and this and that. And, Loves you back. You know, yeah, don't have to work so hard, I guess, to, you know. And and I came back and had with all these expectations and and it wasn't like that. And I think that was quite crushing. I think, I think you know, to be honest, now looking back in hindsight, my 20s were... It was quite. um, I was quite disillusioned. I think that's what was wrong in my twenties. I could not understand why. It was almost like a slap in the face. You work so hard, and one minute you're the darling on every cover of of magazines. I mean, you know what it's like, Christy. And then the next minute, you can't even get an audition. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, then you have to. (laughs) It's fucked, and then. Even you touched on this before, Beck. You go out and you even do different jobs. I mean, I've been between acting jobs. I've done things like sold wine, which a lot of Australian actors do. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. grateful for that life experience because it taught me about oh, wine. Yeah. Like, I'm now not <laughs> <a white laughs> type, but I can sit down. I I can, wine but oh, I can tell you if why something's do oxidized. <laughs> it's like, it's good, you know? So. All this stuff does propel to a good life experience, but fuck it can be traumatic. But you did mention yeah. before. Yeah, oh, I was house cleaning. Care. I was
4: cleaning people's toilets. You know, yeah. I
2: was. I, I waitress. I worked in homeware
4: stores. I've done every. I've done everything. I'm lucky. I feel lucky that I've done all that. It,
3: well, it's but probably it's set you up. Who you are. It set you up probably for restarting your career when you did though, because Mm. had you not gone through and lived life and then really decided what you wanted to do again, maybe you Mm. wouldn't be doing what you're doing now. And let's face it, you're loving what you're doing now, aren't you?
4: I love it. Love it. Love it. I feel so, so grateful. I pinch myself every day with this job. I mean, how many people my age have a full-time gig on a long running show? I've already done the other one. (laughs) (laughs) I've
2: got to say too, I think filming Neighbours, as much as I'm grateful to Home No Away and loved Home No Neighbours was a little bit more fun. I don't know what it was, oh, yeah. but it was just oh. Neighbours was a bit oh. better. You
3: don't have to whisper. Oh, yeah. People will still be I able to me. hear you.
4: Hey, hey, I'm exactly the same. Oh, yeah. I'm so protective of my Neighbours team. My Neighbours, mm. my Neighbours. I am like, so protective. And I remember, look, I'm still whispering. I remember when <laughs> I first got the job and I was just about to move and everyone was going, why are you moving to Melbourne? What's happening in Melbourne. And Karen and I would be like, we're moving to the dark side, you know, because it was so, <laughs> you know, like, ooh, ooh, she's moving to neighbours. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's. Uh, but, look, because I get asked the question all the time, and I don't know if you have as well, but, you know, which do you prefer doing, neighbours or, you know, home and away or neighbours?
3: I ask and- her every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can you please at least do one of them? <laughs> <laughs>
4: And bring in that
1: wage. Um,
4: oh, my husband cracks jokes all the time. Going, come on, Cash Cow, <laughs> like,
1: come on, get to work,
4: get to work. But I, and it's a really tricky uh, uh, question because I just I was on home and away when I was so young. I really can't compare. I know that the runnings of the show are are, are literally like almost identical, you know, the day to day runnings of it. Mm. But, and I don't know whether it's an age thing, you know, um, but I certainly, I certainly appreciate and don't take for granted working on this show at all. So I can't really sort of compare. It's so weird. But, oh yeah, Team Neighbors all the way.
2: Definitely. And like you said, You do get this new wave of gratitude. I mean, I don't, fuck, I hate that word gratitude and I feel so great. But you Mm -hmm. do get that new wave of gratitude when, as uh, not, and I'm talking about us not in the sense that you and I are old, but we are older than teenagers. And you do go, oh, my God, we were so lucky to have that job back then, so lucky to have it again now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what contributes to making it better. Because, I mean, I think no matter what a woman does or what a man does, when you are a little bit older in life and you've got a family and responsibilities. But you also do better work.
4: You also do better work. You do so much better work. My work now, you know, I mean, besides, the, I've got a great, great character. So, you know, I'm really lucky in that sense. But, oh, yeah, I was shit. I was a shit actress when I was <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you were not a that? shit
2: actress. No.
4: You oh, were what not acting your blood. Don't be nah, silly. Nah, 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 nah. I was shit. I was shooting home and away. Whereas now, you know, <laughs> I've had so much, ex- you know, like life experience. Well, not. yeah, I'm not, not going to say I have so much life experience. I've definitely been down you know and I'm able to I've got the tools to get get down into my emotion my emotion, you know my my emotional side and to bring that out in a performance so I do feel I feel that I'm I'm you know, a little bit better than I was
3: but I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's different in any job or any craft that you do you're always going to get better over time if you don't
4: I think so yeah you think you're yeah, doing sure. it wrong yeah, 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 sure. But you know what's um, funny, um, Chrissy, about the, the whole Home and Away Neighbors thing, and I probably shouldn't say this publicly, but I will. Um, so as we're talking about Max, you know, my brother Sebastian, who played Max, he's, um, he actually works there on the crew now. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, um, I saw on his Facebook. Group. Yeah, so and it's really cute because yeah. when we get together, you know, we kind of like we don't want to bag each other out, um, yeah. but we also want to suss out what's going on but don't want to be obvious <laughs> about it. So it's really kind of cute. We have these kind of co- conversations that are really lovely and encouraging and, oh, yeah, and how are they going? And, oh, yeah, and what do you guys do when this happens? Or what? Oh, but it's all very, like, like my...
3: When you catch up with him then, then do, do you, did you catch up with him in the diner or at Lasseter's? <laughs>
2: <laughs> wherever there's a bar, that's where Becky's at, I'm imagining. Yeah, wherever there's a bar. Wherever there's a bar. That's and, you know, about it. life... I reckon life begins it begins at thirty, and I mean that's what sort of the motto is of this show. What did you find out when you turned thirty that sort of like debunked a myth of your twenties?
4: Hitting thirty and going into my thirties, you know, we talked about it before. You know, when you're in your twenties, you think you know, you know everything, and you don't. You don't at all, and there's so much ahead. There's so much that the, that lies there to you know in offer
3: and you're a perfect example of somebody who's reinvented themselves not once but multiple times so I mean you can show that I guess when you turn 30 didn't have to have all the answers when you were 20 did you you didn't have to and the same as when you turned 40 as well you didn't have Mm. to have had all the answers when you were 30.
4: No absolutely and you know every year one gets older you learn something you know I mean I'm almost looking forward to hitting my 50s you know what's going to happen then
3: I'm more excited about hitting my 50s than Chris is excited oh about God. me hitting my 50s. Don't
2: remind me, please. Seriously. I love the man unconditionally. But pump, pump the brakes for the age, babe.
3: What's the, what, about, um, what about advice uh, when you were in your 20s? What was the best or worst piece of advice you were given in your 20s?
4: Well, I think, you know, what we brushed on earlier, you know, like don't talk to the media about your mental health problems. I mean, that was that was a corker, mm. you know. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's a but, different time, um, though.
3: It was a different time. Yeah, like the, yeah it, like, totally. It, the world, world changes and it has changed a lot for the better in that sense now and it's still got a long way to go. But you're right, in the 90s especially, you just didn't do it
4: and it's incredible how much yeah how much it's changed and, and amazing how many people do suffer from mental health issues mm. it's mm. incredible it's mm. almost every second person i meet it's actually
1: really hanging to. out <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. no i know there's but- alcohol wherever
4: she is yeah. <laughs> Christy, you keep talking about my alcohol problem.
2: <laughs> my <laughs> Let's alcohol. add that. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, hon. I think you're incredible. And I think you have learnt so much and I think you have such a cool story, you know, growing up on television, having what you said was a crappy period in your 20s but awesome career that you have mm. and the, the life experience that you have and a successful family. I mean, how great is that? Yeah. It's hard for women to have... No matter what the job a woman does, go to university or change careers or whatever, have shit times, bad times, good times, mm-hmm. um, and the way that and we and settling can get into your own skin
4: too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I th- think sort of settling into one's skin, you know, is. Is so important, and um as I said before, you know, when I was told I had, you know, if I wanted to crack back into the industry, I would have, have to lose weight.
2: I hate crazy. the pressure that women have in front of the camera. It's really yeah. fucking shit, and it's bad for your mental health. You know, yeah,
4: and you know what? Girls- you know what's even awful is that I was sort of told a few years ago. I got a phone call from from somebody sort of saying look, um, so-and-so want to do an interview with you about, you know, the fact that you've put on weight and basically not in those exact words, but if you don't do it, they're going to pack you anyway, you know. So you're best off doing Jesus. the article and, and talking openly about it. Otherwise they're just going to, and this was, uh, you know, somebody who was certainly on my side and, you know, had my back, but he was just sort of put in this sort of situation, you know, where it was like, look, I just want to give you the heads up. You know, we can either go this way or this way. You know, what do you reckon? That was shit. Um, and you know what? You know what? I didn't give it. I actually, actually, didn't care that much to the point of, you know, yeah, I did this article, and then you know, I started with the trainer that they, you know, the f forty five thing that I started doing, and blah, blah blah. You know what? I didn't go back for the second article, the before oh, the after. There. You know, there was a before mm-hmm. and after. I didn't go back you know, a stuffy 7 grand.
3: Went to sizzler instead. i
4: good.
2: Oh, went to Maccas.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: why the hell should a woman have to justify her body to anybody? It it gets my goat. It's fucking ridiculous. That's right. I'm so glad but that. But that's why you didn't
4: do that. Yeah, and that's why, you know, I mean, look, I, I did it when, when I was in my 30s, you know, when I wanted to get back in the industry when that casting agent said, "Look, Beck's great, her, her you know, her auditions amazing." We love her, but, you know, she needs to lose a bit of weight if she feels like, she, you know, if she wants to get back in the head. You know, I have kind of, I, I, I was, I was I had no choice to do that. I, I, no, not, not no choice, but it was kind of like, oh okay, yeah, they might have a point, you know, whereas now I'm just like, forget it, you know. I, I'm so comfortable in my skin, you know. Yep. Yeah, look, um, health-wise, I think if anything, you know, I'd lose a few kilos for my health more than anything, more than, than my look, than my looks. I mean, look, I'm not gonna deny, you know, there's some photos and I go, Oh, fuck sake, Jesus Christ, I look terrible. Uh,
2: I'm we all have those all the time, trust me. Yeah. Uh, but you know I, what I remember I mean, seeing but... one of
3: myself where I saw one of myself once where I looked like Carl Williams. So I didn't I I, I, I didn't <laughs> eat for a month.
1: <laughs> but that's the beauty of getting older but
4: think, we stop caring but that's as much what I'm that's what I'm mm. saying. I think that's what I've learnt, you know, as I've gotten older, and that's the advice that I'd give to, you know, like my, my kids that I work with. Be comfortable in your own skin. It's not, you know, and, and they do these ridiculous selfies on in, on their um on their Instagrams, and I kind of go, why do you do? What are you doing? What what is that? You know, and I sound like a grandma, and they all call me Granny T. Because my character's name's Therese and they all call me Granny Tea, and it's just like, you know, oh, shut up, Granny! What would you know?" Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're a but I just think I think you know getting older. It's all about um, being comfortable within one's skin. And, and I, think, I think that's one thing that I have certainly have learned over the years.
3: We've thrown some curveballs at you with questions. This one, our last oh, one, I reckon, is the oh easiest no. question out of all of them for you <laughs> because you are so comfortable. No, 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 no. So you don't trust me, do you, Beck? You, you, you don't trust me at all. But, but this is true. So who do you think you'll be in 10 years?
4: Who do I think I'll be in 10 years? Well, older, that's for sure. The same, the same. Mm. I think I'll be the same. I'll be the same. I'll be even more settled and more comfortable in life, and um, hopefully, you know, still alive. This coronavirus has killed (laughs) us all by then. (laughs) Oh, but um, yeah,
3: I think we're still a little way off the zombie apocalypse. I think we're we're probably still okay at the moment, but. (laughs)
4: <laughs> That's all right. My um my fear when I was younger were um asteroids and now they're sinkholes. That's my anxiety. That's my my sinkholes. Sinkholes. Oh yeah, I'm going down at the sinkhole big time. Wow. Uh,
3: See, mine's been buried alive, so now you've just given me a whole new fear.
4: <laughs> now, <laughs> no.
1: Oh
4: no. Uh, Um, I'm going in 10 years time I'm going to be the mother of a son who will be in his 20s and Mm -hmm. it'll be extraordinary to 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 see him and to see where his life is going and I'm afraid of it but I'm excited at the same time and I think yeah, it will be extraordinary. I hope I'm not a grandmother though. Mm, yeah, I don't, right want, to think I don't about want to be boys a grandmother and kids. No, that's yeah. a bit no. too soon. That's a bit too yeah.
3: soon. How does he feel having a mum on TV? He loves it.
4: He's gone into acting himself. He's he's doing he's been doing auditions as well. He's actually oh, he did okay. a little um bit part on neighbours a little while ago. But he's actually really, really good. He's he's great. So um he loves it. He's he used to before COVID times, so he'd come in all the time. He um, you yeah, but he'd go. You go, Mom, I want to act. And I go, Oh yeah? Oh, really? Do not do what mummy does? And you go, Oh, oh, oh no. Oh no 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 no. Not not what you do. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in movies. I'm gonna
3: do movies you, you?
4: You, <laughs> you little shit. You
3: little shit. It's yeah we'll go and do something for, for trot you little turd it was-
1: <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Mummy will keep I, breaking I, oh, in yeah. the big yeah. bucks you can go and do that yeah, yeah
1: you'll pay for his acting <laughs> course <one> makes- <laughs> this is
4: the next call god bless him bless He's his tiny. heart well
2: yeah beck i know that you're gonna you know keep doing yourself and us proud it's been so great to catch up with you on talk 30 to me i'm so happy that you shared you know all the um the, the stories of your life and personal things and the things that you're looking forward to i can't wait to see everything else that you do and you know you're thank just you. you're awesome thank you so much thanks for
1: thank talking. you
3: thanks this podcast is produced by just in case entertainment